Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Fell in love with the lifestyle. Fuck funny. Black shade. Black shade. Nightclub. Nightclub. Tomorrow, fuck, she don't love me. Lifestyle. 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 Strapped up, but I'm iced down. All white grill with the black towel. Black towel. She don't want to love me. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. When I asked what people would like to listen to, the word lifestyle was given. What is lifestyle? I decided to find out what the definition was. Lifestyle is the interests, opinions, behaviours and behavioural orientations of an individual, group or culture. Leaves a pretty wide scope, doesn't it? So it seems to cover everything a person or group likes to do, watch or hear. So over the next few weeks, I'll try to do some informational lifestyles. Whoops, good luck, eh? And welcome to this week's Lifestyle. I'm John Pepin, and you're listening to OCRFM. Today we're covering a subject suggested to us on Facebook, and that is mental health and dieting and how it can affect us. And as at this stage of 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic has put us in a rather unusual set of requirements, and our lifestyles as such have been rather disrupted to say the least. This in turn changes our attitude from being free to come and go as we please to being restricted and confined to a small area, which then changes our minds and our attitudes as we are now underfoot to all in the household. On the TV, you see lots of exercise-type machines, very, very fit people demonstrating how good they are, and at the end, there's still more. And that's a dieting book or two for us to use to help look brilliant. As I can't see myself going to those extremes, it is still important that we try to adjust a little more in these unprecedented times. Dieting and exercise will help towards our mental health. So I'll try to break it down into a very basic format as mental health, exercise and dieting. And of course, realising that I am not an expert on any of these topics, I have used information from the NET and the World Health Organisation. Let's have a look at the mental health side of it. COVID-19 pandemic impact on mental health is having great effects on individuals and communities, particularly those in Victoria right now and right here, where regrettable but necessary measures are needed to stop the spread of the virus. Stage four in Melbourne, as an example, and stage three here in the country. The loss of freedom gained after the first lockdown, the challenges of isolation, fear for loved ones and concerns about employment can all take a significant mental health toll. The new realities of working from home, temporary unemployment, homeschooling of children, the lack of physical contact with other family members, friends and colleagues take time to get used to. Adapting to lifestyle changes such as these and managing the fear of contacting the virus and worry about people close to us who are particularly vulnerable are challenging for all of us. They can be particularly difficult for people with mental health conditions. There are measures one can take to help alleviate these conditions and also places where help can be given. 
fortunately there are lots of things that we can do to look after our own mental health and to help others who may need some extra support and care. Here are some tips and advice that we hope you will find successful. Keep informed. Listen to advice and recommendations from your national and local authorities. Follow trusted news channels such as local and national TV and radio and keep up to date with the latest news from WHO, the World Health Organisation, on social media. Have a routine. Keep up with the daily routines as far as possible or make new ones. Get up and go to bed at similar times every day. Keep up with personal hygiene. Eat healthy meals at regular times. Exercise regularly. Allocate time for working and time for resting. And make time for doing things you enjoy. It is probably harder for the younger generation who are so used to freedom of movement to be able to adjust to being forced to slow down, stay indoors and find things to do and alleviate boredom. Finding ways to help can be done in so many different ways. Crosswords, jigsaws, games on computer, reading, photographing, scrapbooking, learning to cook, perhaps enjoy some gardening, helping others, are some thoughts that come to mind. Exercise, adjust the exercise to fit the environment. When working or reading or whatever in the home, take short breaks and swing arms, trot around the house, etc. to keep the juices flowing. Clean up house and do jobs that have been put off. Unfortunately, only so much of cleaning of cupboards can be done. Contact friends to ensure they are okay. Perhaps there is someone in the street who is elderly and alone who might need some shopping done or just a chat. And limit the amount of alcohol you drink or just don't drink at all. Don't start drinking alcohol if you have not drunk alcohol before. Avoid using alcohol and drugs as a way of dealing with fear, anxiety, boredom and social isolation. I'm sure you can put your mind to it. There are 101 things that can be thought of to do. Set out to a to-do bucket list, such as um, top 10 movies you would like to see, albums to listen to, books to read, maybe simple tech stuff like using folders to keep work together or keeping your computer safe and up to date. These sort of things will help you keep your mind busy and also learning how to get on with one another then there is a great deal of support out there as well, and a list of these can be found on OCRFM's website. So if you, or anyone else, you know, needs help, you can call Lifeline, Kids Helpline, Men's Line Australia, Suicide Callback Service, Beyond Blue, Headspace, Reach Out, and, and CLAN, Care Leavers Australasia Network. There are probably a lot more, but those are the ones that come to mind straight away and we've put them on the website for you to look up if you do need help at any stage. Now let's have a look at dieting for mental health. I've done this this as a set of questions because it was rather awkward to know what to look for and I just worked out some questions that I would like to know about and I've worked them out for you. So the first one is, can dieting affect mental health? A very large body of evidence now exists that suggests diet is as important to mental health as it is to physical health. A healthy diet is protective and an unhealthy diet is a risk factor for depression and anxiety. 
What is the best diet for mental health? To boost your mental health, focus on eating plenty of fruits and vegetables, along with foods rich in omega-3 fatty acids such as salmon. Dark green leafy vegetables in particular are brain protective. Nuts, seeds and legumes such as beans and lentils are also excellent brain foods. How does diet and exercise affect mental health? There are several mental health benefits to regularly exercising and sustaining a healthy diet, including improved sleep, stress relief and less anxiety and depression. What foods are bad for mental health? Processed foods. If you eat lots of processed meat, fried foods, refined cereals, candy, pastries and high-fat dairy products, they all sound great to me, you're more likely to be anxious and depressed. A diet full of whole rich fibre grains, fruit, vegetables and fish can also help you on a more even keel. How can I improve my mental health? To tell yourself something positive, research says that how you think about yourself can have a powerful effect on how you feel. Write down something you are grateful for. Focus on one thing in the moment. Exercise. Eat a good meal. Open up to someone. Do something for someone else. And even take a break. How can I increase my mood and energy? Got the winter blues, it sounds like. Here are some ways to improve mood and energy. Eat a healthy diet. Feeling blue can make you desire food high in fat, carbohydrates and sugar. Get regular exercise. Exercise might be the first thing to go when you rather stay snuggled in bed. Increase social interactions. Get enough sleep. Practice relaxation techniques. Now, a lot of these, as you can tell, have some of the same things in each question. And the last one I'm going to ask is, which fruit is good for mental health? The researchers narrowed down to the top 10 raw fruits and vegetables they found to be associated with better mental health and fewer symptoms of depression. These include carrots, dark leafy greens such as spinach, lettuce, cucumber, apples, bananas, grapefruit, other citrus fruit, fresh berries and kiwi fruit. And now let's have a look at the exercise side of it. And as the COVID-19 cases continue to emerge, many healthy individuals are being requested to stay at home in self-quarantine. And due to the restrictions, fitness centres and other locations where individuals are normally active will remain temporarily closed. Staying at home for prolonged periods of time can pose a significant challenge for remaining physically active. Sedentary behaviour and low levels of physical activity can have negative effects on the health, well-being and quality of life of individuals. Self-quarantine can also cause additional stress and challenge the mental health of citizens. Physical activity and the relaxation techniques can be valuable tools to help you remain calm and continue to protect your health during this time. The World Health Organisation recommends 150 minutes of moderate intensity or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity physical activity per week. Or you could do a combination of both. These recommendations still can be achieved even at home with no special equipment and with limited space. The following are some tips on how to stay active and reduce sedentary behaviour while at home in self-quarantine. 
Take short active breaks during the day. Short bouts of physical activity add up to a weekly recommendation. You may use exercise and inspiration to be active every day, dancing, playing with the children and performing domestic chores such as cleaning and gardening are other means to stay active at home. Follow an online exercise class. Take advantage of the wealth of online exercise classes. Many of these are free and can be found on YouTube. If you have no experience performing these exercises, be cautious and be aware of your own limitations. Walking. Even in small spaces, walking around or walking on the spot can help you remain active. If you have a call, stand or walk around your home while you speak instead of sitting down. If you decide to go outside to walk or exercise, be sure to maintain at least a one and a half metre distance from other people. Stand up. Reduce your sedentary time by standing up whenever possible. Ideally aim to interrupt sitting and reclining time every 30 minutes. Consider setting up a standing desk by using a high table or stacking a pile of books or other materials to continue working while standing. During sedentary leisure time, prioritise stimulating activities such as reading, board games and puzzles. Relaxing. Meditation and deep breaths can help you remain calm. A few examples of relaxation techniques are available from the World Health Organization and I will mention a couple of them soon. Examples of home-based exercises to support individuals in staying physically active while at home who, World Health Organization, has prepared a set of examples of home-based exercises which includes the following ones. Plank, knee to elbow, back extensions, squats, side knee lifts, Superman, now that was one I didn't know, and you see it advertised at the moment on TV where you're down on one knee and the opposite hand, etc., and then you change and change and change. Bridge, chair dips, chest opener, child's pose, and legs up the wall to mention a few. I must admit that as an older person, a lot of these exercises are too much for me, so I moderate them to what I can do. Each person, especially senior citizens who have medical problems, need to ensure that they do what is recommended by their doctor or a person trained in exercise for your own well-being. You're listening to OCRFM. I'm John Pepin bringing you Lifestyle. And we've been talking about mental health, well-being and fitness and dieting today. And amongst it, we've found other things that can be done to help one another. Now, Community Connect, which runs every week with Edwina and Greg, have also offered to put something into the show. So let's get Greg to introduce it all. Good morning, and thanks to John Pepin for allowing us to have a little bit of a yarn here that his lifestyle program was, well, helping us out here because it's Edwina and Greg who are normally doing a Community Connect program. But because of COVID-19, we've we've found there's a... A lovely little thing goes on that people can get themselves organised and relax with. And Edwina, you got yourself involved and you introduced me to a couple of people, or one at least, and it's Alia Grace. Yes, Alia. How are you this morning? I'm great, Edwina. Thank you for inviting us on. It's a pleasure. And tell me all about your program. Yes, yes. We've been working with an amazing new program called the Wellbeing Warrior Walkabout Workshop, and it includes lots of different well-being modalities and we put it into a three-hour program online program 
And yeah, we're offering it as we speak uh, for the next five weeks, every Sunday. So it's a great opportunity for people to connect and for Leichhardt's to come together and share, yeah, just to be really present and have fun as well. Is this all part of well, what they call it as far as COVID goes is that they're wanting us all to have the social distancing? Well, what we propound is that we have the physical distancing and the social connection. So is that all part of what's evolved because of the need for social connection in this time? Yes, we, we started out with this program last year in November at Narana Aboriginal Cultural Centre and we were running it with community there and it was getting such a great response. But when COVID came in, we had to think of a different way of connecting. And so we put it together in a Zoom program and we ran our first session on Sunday. And Edwina, you came along, you were brave and, and came along and were part, was part of it. Yeah, what, what was your take on it, Edwina? I thought it was fabulous. I haven't done yoga for years and the yoga was very impressive with a little twist and just meeting up with everyone and the, making wands and the different, what should I say, the different things included in the session was really great and the connection was wonderful. I was going to say, you raved about the connection yep. and you actually connection, connected with another bloke and he's, a, he's sort of joining us if um, after a battle, but Mick Cassens, how are you? You're, uh, you were another participant. G'day, how yeah, are you? Yeah, Greg. Good, Mike. Greg. Michael's actually a co-host. He's co-host. <laughs> well, yeah. it is a very tough time at the moment, and, and uh, we don't want to have people ice being isolated at home and not able to do anything out there. So it's one of my journeys to say to, I can't obviously can't meet face-to-face, but, you know, this is a good way of, of learning the technical side of it. It just means that this is like, it's only been a couple of times now I've been able to get myself into the Zoom and then explore the world out there a bit more because we can't, as an old school person like myself, we, people like myself and others need to go into this world with this online and to meet, and meet people from not just around the community but also outside the community and this could expand around the world, you know, so meeting different people. So it's a good way of tapping into meeting different people but also, too, is that people can't come to my, say, for example, these sessions as live, but we can invite them into this space. And I think this, this yoga session, is, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a combination of different uh, activities that are happening. And, we, and, and Ali is actually building that relationship with exploring, um, thinking outside the box, should I say, and being more creative. And hopefully from here we can bring our, our, people, our people into this zone to grow with this, with this learning, this whole new learning, new, a new chapter that we we don't have to be isolated anymore. We can be as a, a community, but as a strong group, as having our identification. So we don't want to be left alone in this, this, in this crazy world today. But we want to have people that we have we can share on, on same common grounds and start starting the the, the, the healing, the, the connection of the healing with our attachment with, with the with the yoga and did you do very periodic side of it. Um, one thing about Aaliyah and myself, we both sort of got similarities with, with the therapeutic um, sessions. So this is something I'm tapping into Aaliyah's workshop and we're working on that line together, but also I'm starting to develop my own workshop. But Aaliyah's actually showing me more of the technology of how we can, how I can uh, adapt to, to this world, this, this sort of um, world of, of technology. Your world was it can't go by without us asking about your world, Michael, because you are Aboriginal. 
And so you also bring in a different side of culture there in that you uh, also you bring in the Adaki. Well, when you get the technical side of it working, I understand. Yes, yes. I'm, ex I'm exploring further than that. I mean, I've gone to, into the therapeutic plane side of it. So the therapeutic is a way of, of developing uh, in a sort of a relaxation, you know, relaxing in terms of uh, music that I've gone to a different zone then probably different from some other digital players out there. I go into more traditional and contemporary with the therapeutic. So it's, it's about finding healing and how you uh, how you deliver the music as like meditation as blowing through the instrument. So it's, it's something that if you got to think from up here that it's not just playing. It's also about the self-healing of connecting with your inner soul. So with this yoga, I found that it's something that we can build this relationship with uh, of having um, workshops that we can bring people like me and others out there, but, uh, but but it also holds a bond, you know, a special bond for people that actually uh, that want to connect in a, in, a, in, a, in a unique unique way, if I can say that. Right. And it was a very unique way, and your Yudaki playing in the background of the yoga was very special, Michael. Very special feeling, and also the use of the cards for me was. Well, I, I didn't get my animal cards, I didn't realise until later, but I, I had a very special time reading the cards. Tell us about the cards, Alia. Yeah, the animal cards are, um, that we use are um, Australian-based um, animals and um, they're produced by Scott Alexander King, so I'm very honoured to be able to use the cards in the workshop. And they, they create a, a special connection with each individual and... When you get your card, you carry that animal and the energy of that animal through the whole workshop. So we take it through the yoga, the meditation, the dance, the singing, um, also the craft, the nature craft making, and also the sound of the didgeridoo. So it's like we're creating this. We, we can't be around a campfire together, but we create an energetic campfire that we bring everyone in and we share and the wisdom and it's a beautiful way to connect um, and it creates healing on, on a mental, an emotional, and a physical level. So it is a beautiful um, weaving together and a little bit of magic and fun as well along the way. With it being sort of, it's an innovative thing really, but with, with the way things are at the moment, do you see this, and Michael sort of touched on it, that it can grow into a bigger thing where COVID has become, well, it's pandemic, that it's sort of bringing the world closer together because people are utilising mm. methods such as this, that it, it can be a continuum where you'd be able to do this with other people in other, na in other nations, other lands. I think at the moment we're connecting with Victorians because we need it the most, but I can see, yeah, and Michael's got the vision of, of connecting with other countries and other cultures and sharing um, this Australian um, Aboriginal Indigenous culture but also our own spiritual connection with the land. And so who, who are you the, you're really looking for? Are you looking those, for those who are lonely to join you or for those who are interested in what? What sort of people are you after and also how do they connect? I just trust that the ones that turn up are really brave and um, are ready, yeah, ready to share. I was actually feeling quite stressed, so I enjoyed coming together and it was healing for me, you know, that connection. And also things that you stress over, you don't think about because you're creating and you're moving and you're just connecting with other people. And you know everyone in their lives has had trauma. 
at some stage and I think it is very healing. It's beautiful. <laughs> what sort of people are you looking for, Michael? Do you think, is it, who are the people who need to be involved in this sort of thing the most? I think I'm trying to see if, if people can um, come towards these sessions during this difficult time because it's um, just hearing uh, stuff out there about people uh, going through depression. Um, it's like something we can say it's okay to be part of this 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 workshop. It's okay to come along. It's okay to join um, because it's something that we want to try and establish a relationship with the community um, because from here on we, want to, we don't want to see too many suffering in our community. We want to offer something out there, whatever else, whatever else is doing. It doesn't matter if it's something that's very small, it's just something big. We want to be part of that to, um, to introduce a workshop that we can offer to the community. So it's, it's something that doesn't fit everyone, may not, but it, certainly it, we're throwing it out there to, 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 to advertise that it's okay to come on board and give it a try um, and experiment. I think we'll grow from here, especially with my sound system and everything else. I've got, I spent a bit of money. I bought this brand new laptop in front of me. I bought uh, a, a loot for, for the didgeridoo uh, with different um, sounds that connected up. And we went out there and we went out there to find something that we can grow and grow and grow with, um, for people to, to reach out and understand what we're doing. Okay, so how do people contact you? What do we do from here in terms of, yeah. Well, so I, I, I think, yeah, I think from here, Ali is probably the right person to, she's going to be the main person to drive, be the driver behind us. So I'll be handed over to her to see um, she's got a connection with her website. I'm there um, as part of the host. Um, so we're just that building a relationship with, with, with this industry, hopefully. Yeah, the best way to contact us is through the Facebook page at the moment. The website's being rebuilt. So the Facebook page is Beloved Essence and go to our events section for the Wellbeing Warrior Walkabout Workshop and, yeah, you'll find all the information there. If you need to give us a call, you're most welcome. We're also developing the workshop for families as well. So we'll, we'll tailor it to the younger families and then adults all abilities, so people with disabilities and their carers are most welcome to come along and connect with the program. And we're just going to go with the people that show up and we can tailor the programs to suit those those areas of our community that that are ready to, to join in and have the conversation and the connection in okay, this way. Okay, so that's Beloved Essence, B-E-L-O-V-E-D? B, like the B, B-E-E-E. B-E-E-E-D. Yeah. Essence. Okay, beloved essence, and you can find that on Facebook and connect through that way. Yeah, a Facebook link. Yep. Okay, that's, that's the best ready. way at the moment. Yes. We need to thank John once again, John Pepin, for allowing us to to oh, jump in on his program to promote what's going on there with Alia Grace and Michael Cassens, and it's a, a great little initiative that you've got going there, and. Uh, yeah, you're on 98.3 here in Colac and 88.7 FM along the coast. And Edwina, I think, well, what do you reckon? I think it's wonderful. And I'm going to join next Sunday. Okay, so how are you going to do that again? Through Facebook. And what is it? Beloved Essence. Beloved Essence. Okay. <laughs> so, look, thank you very much, Alia and, and Michael. It's uh, been great having you on here. Talk to you again soon. Thank you.
Thanks for welcoming us on, on the show. No worries. Cheers for that. Thank, thank you, Edwina. Bye. Oh, good to see you guys. Take care. That was Edwina and Greg from Community Connect with Aaliyah and Michael. Hopefully that was interesting to you. Well, time's almost up for me, so I think after all that information that we've got today, we should just say, don't worry, be happy. Bye now. Here's a little song I